Lindsay Kitchen, the English florist. Today, Lindsay talks about workshops. So, I wanted to talk about workshops today, and. And why I started teaching them, but I kind of just want to talk about how everyone else is feeling about not working. If you're a florist at the moment, and like me, that you don't have any weddings, and so you know life is pretty empty. It's a bit devoid of flowers for the large part. And I just wonder how other people are feeling about this. I know that sometimes if I've not worked in the early days when I didn't have work throughout the year, I would go through like a gap between maybe I don't know Christmas and March when I wouldn't work, and I'd somehow have this real anxiety that I was I've lost all my skills and that I you know I was going to not be able to order the flowers or it was all going to go completely tits up. And I just I wonder whether that's just me or whether other florists feel the same. And things like when I go on holiday,、um, and this has been happening for probably about ten years now. When I'm Midway through my holiday, you know, my two-week holiday, and I wake up in a complete panic in the middle of the night. You know, literally, <gasps> because I suddenly think, "Oh my god, I've forgotten the wedding." And I have actually mentioned this once or twice to a couple of florist friends.、Um, and one of them, I did say, "You know, Zana, do you ever have this worry that you know you've actually forgotten a wedding and you're completely powerless to to do anything about it?" And she said, "Yes, yeah, I have." And, and, and but, Linz, where did you get your flowers from? And I said, "Well, I end up having to go to Tesco's." And she said, "Oh, I end up going to the garage." And I, Oh my God, the garage forecourt! Obviously, this is all hypothetical because we're dreaming these things, or is it a nightmare? But I just wondered how everybody else is feeling, and、um, and, and just to reassure people that you're not alone,、um, because I often feel really anxious. I have kind of generalised anxiety about most things. My husband describes it as borrowing worry, and I think I've done it all of my life. Um, and so, even though I've been a florist for 19 years now, I still genuinely get anxious about every single job I do. And so, yeah, that kind of leads me really nicely into the workshops because I often talk about these sorts of things in my workshops and、um, at the one-to-ones that I do. Usually, across my kitchen table, when people first meet me, we come and have a cup of coffee and a bit of cake, and I tell them about myself. And I think it's a real icebreaker because people think because. Of the fact I've been a florist for a long time, that I'm totally chilled, and that everything runs like clockwork. Well, of course it doesn't. <laughs> it never has done, and I don't expect it ever will.、Um, and so I think it's really reassuring to to have a one to one with someone like me, just to make you feel human and normal. So, how did I start my workshops? Well. It was about three or four years ago. I was just looking around at fellow colleagues offering, literally, workshops teaching people how to do flowers, be they florists or whether they were just enthusiastic、um, people from the public wanting to learn how to arrange flowers. And I, I didn't really understand why they were doing it. And, and then I started thinking, well, could I do that? And of course, I'm full of self doubt and thought, no, I can't. Don't be ridiculous, Linz. And then I, I realised a lot of these florists were literally just out of being new florists, you know, a couple of years in. And I, I started thinking, well, you know, I, 
I've got all these years experience. I mean, they're still wet behind the ears, surely. Surely I have more to offer than these, you know, lovely florists. Don't get me wrong, but I felt like I'm missing a trick here almost. And so I, I, I sort of put it out there and I was obviously getting people contacting me asking if I taught. And um, because I'm, you know, such an anxious person and full of self-doubt, I said, no, don't be ridiculous. Of course, I, I don't teach. But I realised once I started having a florist working alongside me that I was teaching them how I do my flowers because they need to learn how I do them. And with kind of lovely compliments from the girls that work with me that I realised that maybe I did have something to offer. And so I very tentatively put it out that, you know, I might be considering it. And I had, I had, yeah, a flurry of inquiries that people wanted to know how how I did my flowers. Because I work from home, because I have a studio in my house, I can't offer huge, great group workshops. And so I just started with one-to-ones and actually I've continued with one-to-ones because I think they're really special. I'm good on a one-to-one basis with people. I like allowing people just to kind of open up over a day. I think that's really lovely when they come and see me. Um, often they, I open the front door. It's like, come on in, just meet Lynn's the real person. You know, I'm a little bit sweary. You know, I just, I'm just little old me with all my hang-ups of my own and I often kind of get those out there straight away so people know that I'm not this persona I am a real jobbing florist so I learn something from all of the florists that come to me I get an understanding of them and I actually take away you know I learn new skills from them and I think I think that's really um, encouraging that they can give me something as much as I can give them something. Um, but also, I think I'm I'm a voice of reassurance to these florists that come and they feel very often inadequate. They feel like they, they can't do it. But by the time they leave, they realise they've completely got it sorted and they actually are good florists. And when I see them go and I see that enthusiasm and that fire burning in their belly that they had all along, but they just didn't recognise it, that just makes me so happy. And it's just, it's the driving force that encourages me to continue teaching the one-to-one workshops. I, I feel like they leave with confidence and reassurance and, and that that is priceless. It really, really is. Florists come and they've got varying degrees of skills and experience. So some come at the very, very beginning of their career um, and some come and I've actually looked at them and they've sat down opposite me in the kitchen and I've said, what are you doing here? You're brilliant. You know, <laughs> Why do you want to come to me? And actually, those are very good too, because it's just it's giving florists peace of mind that what they're doing is good enough. And sometimes having the another appear essentially um, reviewing their work and what they're doing is a really positive thing and so sometimes it's literally peer review as opposed to me teaching them any skills I'm just saying what you're doing is brilliant in fact I ought to do that too that's fantastic and you're way more successful at that than I am how do you do that so sometimes it's actually a peer review but it's an investment in them as a florist in their skills and it's a reassurance yeah it's it's it can be lots of things for different people and that's the other thing it's not a set day there isn't a plan in any way there's no format that I teach and I just repeat it every time 
anyone that comes for a one-to-one with me, they come and they are, they, you know, they've got something they might like to know or they just want some reassurance or they just want to spend a day with me. It might be something like they just want to understand the business aspect of it. Maybe their floral arranging skills are absolutely on point, but they're not sure about the buying side, the stem count side, the profit margin side. And so I literally will sit in the study for a couple of hours and I'll just go through how I work my stem counts out how I work out my profit margins and things like that and it's different for everybody if I'm talking to a florist that is running a shop um, I'm coming at it from a different angle to if I'm talking to an event florist like me who's working from home or has studio overheads and you have to factor all these things in we all work completely differently so um, sometimes you have to just tinker with your approach so that it works for that particular florist in her circumstances or his circumstances circumstances. Every single workshop that I do is different and bespoke. I'm giving something back to my fellow florists. And then in so doing, I, I they leave with another flower friend. And that's a lovely, lovely reassuring thing to know that when they've come, they might have been a little bit kind of nervous, intimidated, inhibited by me. But when they leave, they know that they've got a friend at the end of WhatsApp, at the end of an email, at the end of a direct message on Instagram. Linz, how much did you charge for that direct message back? I charged 75 quid. Blimey you're not charging enough. You know, there's all of that going on amongst all of the people that I have worked with at my workshops. So yeah, it's a fantastic experience. It can be emotional. Yes, it definitely can be emotional. Um, I think, particularly if you're a, a certain age, I feel that Women of a certain age um, often pick up floristry as a second career. They may have already had children and or they may have just devoted, you know, their childbearing years, their child rearing years to their their families. And then they've kind of built up this this love of flowers and decide they want to go upgrade it to become some sort of business. And they lack confidence. And I think sometimes when you sort of go through the perimenopause and things, I do feel people lose a lot of confidence. And I totally recognise that, even though I've been a jobbing florist all this time. At my peak, at my most successful, I think I had the least confidence because all my hormones were all out of kilter. I lost my way completely. And I think it's sometimes really nice to have a one-to-one with another florist about those emotions that we we feel. And even Equally, I see a lot of florists who have got small family and they know that I started my business when my boys were really small and they want to know how I worked that. And so it's it's unconventional because you work for yourself. You just make it work for you. So, you know, I literally tell them how it was, you know, how I just block out school holidays to so that I had time with my boys. Um, and, you know, if you do have a partner, if you are in a fortunate position where you do have a partner who's kind of got the regular Monday to Friday, nine to five, that you can be flexible with it. And that's okay. It doesn't make you less of a florist if you're not working full time, earning big bucks or anything. You know, floristry, you have to make your business work for you. And so I think sometimes it's just really reassuring that people know that that's how I started. This, My whole career in floristry began as a little outlet for me just to kind of invest in me it was not even about making money but I I realized quite quickly that I really loved it and that you know I could actually make you know a few quid out of it at the get at the very beginning but 
it's become a full-time business where I do actually make a really good income from it. And so I think it's really reassuring when people come at whatever stage they are in their floristry career to know that, you know, I, I can relate to that in some way and I can reassure them and give them the confidence and reassurance that they need. I do really enjoy having male florists come into the studio and work with me because they do look at things from different angles and I really value that. And I love, I actually really enjoy working with male florists. They, as I say, they just, oh, I can't explain. Everything about the way they approach things is different um, and refreshing and really good. So you don't have to be a woman just, you know, having just had your kids and you don't have to be a menopausal woman. You can be a man at any point of your career and come and have a one-to-one with me too. (laughs) Some of the things I teach, um, I've talked about the business side of things, um, but also one of the very popular workshops, one-to-ones I teach, is how to wire a bouquet. And I think that was one of the first things I ever expressed an interest in teaching, mainly because so few people can actually wire a bouquet. And I felt like it was a skill that I wanted to hand on. I was taught by Louise, my own mentor, how to wire a bouquet. And I really think it's such a valuable skill that people started coming and you know asking me and I don't teach in the city and guilds conventional way I've adjusted the way I make my wired bouquets um, so that they're more doable and more kind of I can incorporate the shape and the style of the flowers that I do better the way I do it so I always explain to people that you know I'm going to throw the rule book out of the window when they come and do one of these workshops and I did have a lovely lovely florist last year who came um, and she had been making her shower bouquets on a um, floral foam backdrop and had had um, a bit of a disaster one day and in a heartbeat picked up the phone and and booked a workshop with me and she didn't really wire anything she didn't um well, she used to get up at like in the middle of the night of the wedding the early hours of the morning to make her buttonholes because she thought that you couldn't make them in advance and so she had a bit of an epiphany coming to do a workshop with me because the first thing i said was well you know i used to i sometimes make my buttonholes on a thursday if i'm going to be really busy on a friday so she said if the wedding's on a saturday lynn's what you're saying that you make your buttonholes on a thursday well, if I have to, if I, if I've, there's no one else working with me, yeah. And I just put them in a bag and I stick them in the salad drawer of the fridge in my workroom. Seriously, and they're okay? Well, yeah, they're absolutely fine. Oh my God, this is a game changer. So during the conversation, I'd also suggested, you know, she couldn't believe that I would make my wired bouquet the day before the wedding. And I said, well, the thing is, we're going to make one today and you're going to take it home with you. And that's what everybody does. If they come and do a wide um, teardrop bouquet with me or a shower bouquet with me, they get to take it home. And what that shows them is that they can actually see the next day and the day after and the day after that, how long a fully wired bouquet will last. And it's 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 a game changer. I hate that phrase, but it is, trust me, a game changer. And so two weeks after this workshop, I get a little WhatsApp video um, one Saturday morning saying, I cannot believe this, Linz. Look at this bouquet we made together. And it's honestly, it was pretty perfect. It Maybe a few brown tinges on the roses, but it had been in her cold workshop for two weeks and it was still clearly a very beautiful shower Okay, perfect. Job done. 
the most amazing thing about teaching these one-to-one workshops is people come not from just around and about here in Berkshire. They come from up and down the country. They come from Ireland, from Scotland. They've come from Australia, America, from Belgium, from France. They come from all over the world. Um, A lady came from Singapore last year and she came for a whole week to work with me. I realised that You know, people want to come, but not everybody can afford the plane fare and the accommodation to come and do a week's workshopping with me. So I have decided that I should maybe make some workshops to put out online. And so that's the next phase of the the workshop journey for the Whitehorse Flower Company. So we had hoped that we would actually start filming them in March, but unfortunately, Mr. Coronavirus reared his very ugly head. And so we've had to postpone them for the time being. But we are looking to start filming them um, later on this summer with a bit of luck. And we're going to just do some of my really popular subject areas just to start with, just to dip my toe in the water. But those are going to be available for anyone, anywhere. And they're yours to kind of download and relook at and and understand properly. And so I'm, I'm planning on doing those as soon as I possibly can. And I literally can't wait. Be sure to subscribe for next week's edition of The English Florist. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to leave me a message so I can answer any floristry questions, there's two ways you can get in touch. Either reach out and leave me a voice message through the English Florist page on the Anchor Podcast website or app, or contact me on Instagram at the White Horse Flower. Have a great week. The English Florist is a loadingzone.co.uk production, uploaded on Sundays and available wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasting apps.